Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky. Featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington. A staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue. The Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue. And I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. It's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. Thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What's going on, Metalheads? It is Friday, October 2nd. You're listening to the Metal Forge and I am your host, Mark Jackson. Holy shit, it's already October. Guess what? That means this is the month of metal on the Forge here. We're going to have some awesome fucking people coming into this month. Stay tuned for the posts. I don't like to give anything away until, you know, see who's going to be on next week. You know, it's like, here comes Sunday. Here comes noon. Post who's going to be on the show. And you all seem to really like the posts and everything. Now that I'm, you know, cross-posting on the Instagram and the Facebook page and everything else, it's reaching so many people. It's reaching almost 3,000 people. Thank you all so fucking much for that because over the last two weeks, we've went up to 2,600 plus people on the page, on the Facebook page. And we're right around 400 people on the Instagram page. So thank you to you all. Keep smashing the like. Keep smashing the subscribe. Keep sharing the page because we're getting bigger and better and more awesome. Anyways, today's guest, Rob Alanis from Evil Dead. Thrash metal, 80s, Los Angeles fucking scene. What else can you ask for, you know? I I'm I'm kind of fucking speechless cuz this is like I found their album like 10 years ago in a used store in southern Indiana cuz that's where I'm from. And it's like, you know, this artwork looks fucking cool. And it's and they're called Evil Dead. You know, and I love the Evil Dead fucking films. So I can put it in a CD player. Holy shit, was blown the fuck away. You know, 10 years later I'm doing a fucking podcast here and I actually shoot them a message saying, hey, I see you guys have a new album coming out at the end of October. Would you be interested in coming on the uh, podcast on the Metal Forge? Here's the info of the, of the show. What do y'all think? Yeah, dude, we'll, we're cool. Holy shit. Awesome. That's how it is, you know. And I'm like stoked. I'm really stoked to talk to Rob. Thank you all again for tuning in. It's each and every week that you all make the difference. And you can continue to make a difference by whatever platform you're listening on just go down to the the bottom of the of the show description there and there should be where you can recommend the podcast 
one to five stars. If it's a, it, give what you think is fair, seriously, because even if it's a one star, I can improve on that. You know, I can get, I can improve on what, whatever I need to with stuff like that. And it gives me awesome feedback. Put in criticisms, put in comments, put in compliments. Let me know where I can fix things if I'm, if you, you know, you listen to an episode and you don't like it. You know, you listen to this episode and you don't like it and you're like, oh, this is the same shit every fucking week. You know, let me know that, you know, or whatever. Or if you feel confident enough to give me four or five, three, four or five stars, you know, awesome. Thank you so much if you do that, you know, but still leave me comments to where I can improve on the game because that's what it's all about is you guys listen and I love doing this regardless I want you all to be satisfied with listening to the to the shows. Seriously, because that's what it's all about, is you guys. I like to put these underground bands out there for you all, so you all know more about them. And, you know, you get to hear some pretty cool fucking people talk, in my opinion. Not just, I, I mean, I'm not. I'm just the catalyst here. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Wrestling Steve for giving me this idea, because he's awesome. I do want to thank the sponsors again, uh, Tattoo Charlie's in Louisville, Kentucky on Preston Highway and in Lexington. Um, I do want to thank uh, Mom's Music and Maxwell's House of Music in the Louisville, Kentucky area. Mark and Jeff for those uh, those stores, respectively. And if you need any gear, let me know. Let fucking Howard or Mike know at the either store. They do online stuff, momsmusic.com, maxwellshouseofmusic.com. They can get you whatever you want. You want to start doing some home recordings? They can hook you up with like a Focusrite rig. You want to do some, you know, acoustic jam stuff? They'll get you whatever you want. They sell everything. They will get you whatever it is that you want. Talk to them. See what they can do for you. They're awesome cats. Every single person that works in those stores. Awesome fucking people. In a time where big business and all of that shit has been a thing, where, you know, you want to get away from the evil empire, go to the mom and pop stores. They need it the most, especially right now with all of the businesses that are shutting down and forcing to close doors permanently. Definitely. So anyways, let's get into some music here. I've been yakking long enough, I think. This is the title track from the 1989 album from Evil Dead. This is Annihilation of Civilization. Oh, 
What's going on, Metalheads? I am being joined on the line right now from Rob Alanis from Evil Dead. Thrash Howdy. Metal Awesomeness. Rob, how are you? Great, great. How you doing, Mark? Dude, I am freaking awesome because, you know, I've listened to you guys for so long. And wow. looking back through, like, the history of the band... There's only a few full-length albums, but you've got some other stuff going on, too. You've had singles come out. You've had some demos. Right. So tell me, and, you know, a lot of the Metal Forge listeners are familiar with you guys. Mm-hmm. So give a big rundown really fast. Okay, well, let's see. Uh, we did demo in, like, 87. That was, like, three songs. I think it was called, like, The Awakening or something like that. I can't remember, but... um. Yeah, it was just three songs. It was uh, me, Mel, Juan, and Mark Caro, who was an abattoir on guitar. And uh, we did uh, three songs and then put that out. And then shortly after that, Mark went back to abattoir. So we got my buddy, Albert Gonzalez, in, and that's pretty much it. After that, did a couple shows um, with Mel singing and playing bass. And then after that, a friend of his, he knew Phil Flores, uh, he called in and we got him in there and Basically, that's where the band pretty much stayed until about 1990 when me and Albert left. That's how that went. But yeah, we did we did an EP uh, called Rise Rise Above. It's basically a ba- the Black Flag cover. Nice. Um, yeah, and then we did that first, and that was in '88, I believe. And then towards the end of '88, we start recording the full length, which is Annihilation. Right, which was the first release. And right now, were you all signed to SPV then? With that, yes. with that release. Yeah, actually, the the EP came out here in the U.S. on Road Racer, which was part of Roadrunner at the time. Oh um, wow! Yeah, but uh, for some reason, I don't know why they didn't pick up the album. But yeah, we we had been signed to SPV from the beginning, basically. Okay, yeah, because I've actually got a original copy of Annihilation. Uh, okay. In my hand right now, so I picked. Okay, it up. so you so you have a steam steam hammer version? Or? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, that's pretty rare. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's really cool because it says like in the uh, including bonus track Bohica and stuff like that. Oh uh, right, right, right. So it's it's like awesome stuff. Uh, That's funny. <laughs> so it looks like you've had several stints over the yeah. over the years, over the past thirty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, like the original run from like eighty six to ninety five. You got uh, mm-hmm. it says here two thousand eight to two thousand and twelve, and then two thousand sixteen to now. Actually, no, it's kind of weird because I, what, what are you reading that from? Is that like Metal Archive or something? Yeah, some actually, that, that is where. Okay, yeah, I'm some of those that. are kind of inaccurate, actually. Um, basically, we started the band eighties, late 86, early 87. And me and Juan and Mark, like I said, and, um, and Mel. And then as soon as Albert joined the band and then Phil eventually got in, uh, we went from, I think it was 89 and then late 90s when me and Albert left. And they continued on. They they got two other people. They got a different drummer and, and another guitarist. I mean, we we were in there from the beginning until about ninety, and then after that, they did a, re- a second record in ninety one. And then yeah, I think they went to Europe right after. I was kind of I was kind of bummed that because like right after I left, they went to Europe. So I was like, fuck, man. Oh wow. <laughs> so I was looking forward to that. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Uh, we eventually, I eventually got to Europe with that uh, Avatar, but that's that's later. Two thousand nine is when we when Avatar did the the very first European tour, and I was on drums, so I kind of made up for for me not being able to go with Evil Dead back in the day. But anyway, from that uh, at at that time in two thousand nine, uh, they had asked Evil Dead to do a a couple of shows in Europe too. So both bands were going to go, but I don't know what happened. You know, kind of fell apart. So we we didn't do it. But Abattoir did. So as soon as we got back, 
we started working on the Evil Dead reunion and we started doing a couple shows. We did a, a small tour with some um, sadistic intent in Europe in 2010. And that's with my roommate, Steve Nelson on vocals right before on. Phil. Yeah. Before Phil came back. Uh, yeah. We actually did a, a demo, which was, was released, uh, 2010, 2011, actually. It was just one song and it was just, you know, put out there or whatever. And uh, that was that was a Steve Nelson on vocals, basically. And that's the uh, blasphemy design, right? 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 Yeah. We we actually re-recorded that for for the new record with nice. Phil. Yeah. And speaking of the new record, yeah. the United States of Anarchy. Yes. Which is due out this month, correct? Yeah. Actually, ac- October thirtieth. Yeah. Nice. So here in just about four weeks, and I know mm-hmm. uh, you've been posting some stuff to do the pre-order on Amazon, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. Now, is this being released by um, Steamhammer SPV also? Yes, yes. We're we actually got. I think it's. A, I'm not sure if it's like an actual deal, but it's a licensing deal with uh, with uh, with SPV, and I believe we have another option for another album. But see what happens. Uh, but yeah, this this record's coming out on SPV for sure, and then um, I believe the distribution in the U.S. is Warner Brothers. So. Should be pretty, you know, easy to get actually. No kidding. You know, That's like, yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Warner mm-hmm. Brothers is major. like everywhere. <laughs> That's pretty major. Yeah, it's crazy. Definitely. Walk me through a typical like a songwriting thing. How does how does Evil Dead write? Uh, well, actually, most of the songs. Let's see. There's nine songs on the album. Only one song was actually a group effort. The other eight were written by me and Albert right after uh, we left Evil Dead. So some of these songs date back to 1990. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And they hold up pretty good. So we figured, eh, we'll, we'll use it, you know, make sure everything's. And it sounds, like I said, I mean, it sounds to me, it sounds just like the logical step after Annihilation. You know what I mean? Right on. Well, I mean, yeah. you you say that they they hold up really well when you think about it uh with the with the turmoil that the united states was in about 30 years ago it's almost the same it is as it is now it's exactly the same <laughs> that, that's that's just, that's just a strange thing about it is it's totally relevant today you know even some of the lyrics on annihilation are, are pretty pretty true to form as far as like you know what's happened now all these years later it's the same same problems basically you know Absolutely. You say that only one of the songs was a, an actual group effort that you... Sing. Yeah, all, only one of the songs, yeah. Only one of the songs right. that was new. It's like totally new. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is everybody all in the same area? Because it seems like with bands these days with the with the internet that you don't all have to be in the same city. Oh, no, state. no, yeah. Yeah, we're, de- we're definitely in the same place. Um, I think we're maybe about 30, 30 minutes from each other. Yeah, yeah, so so it's like traditional, you know, getting the band together, rocking out type shit. As oh, yeah. I to mean, like I said, the, the roadmap has been there pretty much for years now. So these songs are pretty much written already. We just basically had to start rehearsing them and then start these guys, the tunes or whatever. So the map the map was there. They basically just had to learn what was written. You know what I mean? And they did a, they did a couple of tweaks here and there, you know, to put their input in somehow. But I mean, for the most part, it's just me and Albert. And then my... My uh, drum tech, Bob Rangel, who wrote the lyrics, he wrote, he wrote all the lyrics for those songs. And then he also wrote the lyrics for Annihilation of Civilization and part of Future Shock, I believe. And that's Bob. He's a, he's my, he, he actually used to be my drum tech and uh, he's a really talented guy. So Awesome. Well, shout yeah. out to him then. Yeah, for, for sure. <laughs> for def- definitely for sure. So is there a tour planning? Pro- I know it's kind of hard to to plan anything like that with the COVID-19, but is there yeah. going to be a tour planned for this uh, in uh, 2021? Yeah. As far as I know, the, we just signed with a, with a booking agency in Europe. So they're working on something in Europe for sure. I'm not sure about here. I know we have some sort of um, talent booker, but um, I'm not sure. Like I said, you know, there's, there's really no telling when the, the shit's going to open up, you know, so we don't, we don't really know if there's, there's any, any plans to see, you know, for here anyway. So, um, it looks like probably, probably next year for sure. Definitely. Well, that sounds yeah. good. I mean, hopefully you can get something out on the road and, you know, make it to as many places as you can, you know, that you've, yeah, that's, that you want to go here even. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely the plan. We definitely want to get out there and do just, you know, a, a lot of shows, basically as many shows as we can, you know, cause everybody's just chomping at the bit here, you know, we're kind of <laughs> just locked here. You can't do anything. You know? Definitely. You come from 
the era where so many bands and the location where so many bands left and right have had various levels of success. Right. Mm-hmm. How is that? I mean, for you as a musician, you know, watching well, these peer groups uh, and along, you know, along with yourself, because, hey, I'm a guy from Indiana that right. that has a copy of your album. So, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, the, yeah, I, I it still kind of like baffles me. I'm like people I, I meet people like especially like on Facebook and people hit me up and. They're like, oh, I've had your record for years and years. It's like, wow, man, I just, it's just crazy. You know, like, I can't even imagine that. When we, when, our, when we first reunited with Phil, which is going on about three years now, four years. Um, yeah, it was, there were, it was nothing but kids. I mean, literally like 15, 16 year old kids that knew these songs were singing them back to us. I was like, what the hell is going on here? You know, it was really strange. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, it, it, it's, it, you know, it's humbling, man. Like, these kids really, really dig this shit and they're so into it. You know, it's like, if anything, we're doing it for those kids that are, you know, like so into it now, you know what I mean? Right. And that's what it's about. Yeah, totally. You know, seeing people Mm -hmm. out there who are into what you're doing. Yes, absolutely. I personally, as a musician, that's what I'm out there for. So, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's it's amazing. Like I, you know, it, it still baffles, you know, the mind, like these people, like, have been into this stuff for years and you don't really think about it, but like there's tons of bands out there that they could be listening to and they're actually picking your band. That's, that's pretty, it's pretty big, you know? Definitely. Well, I think with metal in general, it's always the six degrees of separation as they say. Right. It's like, okay, well, everybody knows the big four. Right. Well, what's outside of those people? Then you get to things like, testament and exodus and death angel and and as you keep going and going and going you know you start to find these other these other bands like evil dead and violence Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth and Mm -hmm. and you just keep going and going and going so you know it's definitely an awesome thing you know hyrax you know yeah yeah total hyrax has been around for years yeah yeah, for sure totally awesome bands and i know it's like Mm -hmm. i know like Catan plays in like mexico and draws like thousands of people and it's just like yeah they they do real 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 well like in europe and and yeah in europe and south america Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and it's it's totally cool to sit there and see the the focused picture is with right with thrash and like you know the big four but then this take a step back and see everything yeah no like there's a lot of bands like underground bands like definitely like from back in the day like i remember i don't know if you remember the band dbc from canada i mean i love that band forced entry all these bands don't know what happened to them now but i mean there's other bands from that from there from like their region like um what's the other band uh sacrifice in canada i mean all these thrash bands that are i know they're trying they're they've been like working back their way back in you know right um there's a band here locally that's called Mind Wars, who is who used to be like Holy Terror. Um, they're they're starting back up too. They're doing really well. Um, so I mean, it's definitely it's healthy, you know. And it, and it's funny because we're all in our fifties. These are older people, you know. Right, right. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. But and it's um, and it's had a huge resurgence over the last yes seven or definitely. eight years for sure, yeah. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> So what inspires you as a musician? Um, you know what? Everything does, really. I mean, I, I, I listen to pretty much everything. I don't really, I don't um, just listen to one genre of music. I mean, I listen to everything from jazz to to trip hop. I mean, anything, you know. I, I'm not a big fan of rap, I got to say, but, um, you know, just anything that has like a decent amount of rhythm is, you know, kind of catches my ear or whatever. Um, like really good musicianship, obviously that helps too. I don't know. I'm a huge Opeth fan. So like, I like that, you know, like the brutal death metal with the, you know, the clean, you know, like real, you know, nice melodies and stuff. So Definitely. I don't know. I, I, I like all that stuff. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'm a big fan of the seventies music, you know, Van Halen queen, you know, all that stuff. So it, it, it all filters through. I mean, there's, there's little sections here and there in the, in the, on the new record. I'm sure if, if you're adept enough, you'll find stuff. You know, <laughs> it's all over the place, though. Oh, absolutely. I uh, yeah. I still listen to a lot of that myself, actually, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, good music is good music. It's going to last forever. You know what I mean? Definitely. I like the album tracks I've noticed as I've gotten a lot older. 
what what people right. refer to as album tracks like um like deep track you mean right like yeah like a, what they call a deep cut yeah something yes, that's yes. something that you're not going to hear on regular fm yeah. radio and stuff yeah exactly yep that's the best stuff man i mean it's, oh yeah it's, i sure. mean i missed i missed the days of you know throwing a record on and having to listen to the whole thing not just you know cherry picking a song or two or buying a single or whatever you know oh yeah absolutely yeah, uh, yeah it's a totally different thing i mean these kids don't will never get that you know oh, that uh, experience of, of putting a record on and listening all the way through and not you know jumping from track to track. I mean you know it's just it's a it, it's awesome. I love that you know I remember that you know being a huge fan of just sitting there with a record and just pouring over the album cover and the lyrics and all that stuff. You know, oh it's for sure, amazing. It's magic. They'll you know? never understand why the um, why the hit of the album was either the second or third track either. Exactly, exactly. Because and then that's what, that, that was one of the conscious things we did with this record is like, okay, it's old school, whatever. It doesn't sound, it doesn't sound as processed maybe as all these new records where everything's like super loud and, you know, there's no dynamic. It's just, it's, it's very organic sounding. And, and we definitely put uh, a lot of time into the pacing of the record. So it's not all fast. It's not slow. It's, it's just got a little bit of everything, you know, and it's, I think it's really cool. I mean, I, it's like I said, it's the logical step after that. That's that first record, you know, the, the second record. I don't know what they did. We let we had gone and we pretty much left. So they they did what they did. And, you know, so basically we're it, it, it's like we started from Annihilation and we carried that on for for the new record, you know. So, so it's, just kind of ignore that second one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, no, um, wow, yeah. snap. <laughs> <laughs> so it's almost like a. uh uh, it says, you know, on the, the metal archive, it says the band took their name from the evil dead film. Of course. Uh, of yes. course. Right. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's right there. So, yes. which is like evil dead two was the remake sequel right. of the first one. So it's in a, in essence to ignore the one. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Yeah. I was kind of bummed actually. I remember going to the premiere of that evil dead two and I was pissed. Cause I like, I was expecting this really like like scary, you know, horror movie, and it was a fucking joke. It was you know, a comedy. It was, yeah. it was a comedy. I was like, "Come on, man, really? They totally ruined the franchise," you know. So yeah, that, I was kind of upset at that. But yeah, I mean, it's the same thing, kind of. You know, yeah, it's, it's like it's a remake. Yeah, and, it, and it's funny because it, they're the second record, the Underworld. It has a couple of really good songs, but for the most part, it's completely different from the first record. You know what I mean? Right. Actually, I it, do yeah. not have that album. Okay. So I don't even actually think I've even heard anything from it. Okay. So it'll be an interesting thing, you know, because I've been- it's it's not it's definitely not bad. It's just you know I don't know it, it for me obviously it's kind of hard for me to to do it because. Cause I wasn't on it. it. Right. But, but, um, yeah, but, um, yeah, it, it's, it's a totally different approach from the first record. And it's, it's cool that they did it. And, and they obviously made a conscious choice to be a little different. So, I mean, they didn't really have a choice because we were gone. I mean, made the main songwriter are gone already. So that was it. That was their take on it, basically. Which is interesting how mm-hmm. a previous band member that I had had one time, we, we mm-hmm. would get really in depth with like analyzation of bands. Right. And it's just like, okay, well, you got to think if Ozzy never found Randy and just right. went straight to somebody like, you know, Brad Gillis or somebody, it would have right. never been the same. Or Jake no, Lee would have never been the same without having Randy first. Exactly. And yep. we'd always catch so much shit from our guitar player at the time. He's like, what do you even think about that? And it's like, because it's like one or two people make that big of a difference. Oh, yeah. It, in, it really in does. A, in a career of musicians. It's like, always bring up, you know, always... I think in thrash metal, Metallica is always the measuring stick for people. Right, right. Would have never been the same had Cliff never came in. That's true. And That's still true. would have never been the same if Jason ever came never came exactly. in. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things where everybody has their place, mm-hmm. which is awesome to look look at on a bit on a grand scale. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Can you listen to? your music without criticizing just as a casual listen or a fan. Uh, you know what? I, I, I've tried that, <laughs> especially with this, <laughs> with this new, with this new record. It's kind of hard because these songs, like I said, these songs have been with us for 
20, 30 years, you know what I mean? And people are barely now hearing them. So it's kind of strip. It's kind of a weird thing, like to play for somebody and say, hey, here's our new music. But it's like in my back of my head, I'm like, wait a minute. It's not very new. It's from 1990. You know what I mean? I've been playing this for 30 years in my practice space. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it's kind of strange. But, I mean, it's new to to, to everybody, basically. So everybody that, that hadn't heard it. This is all brand new, and it, and that's a cool thing about it. Is it, it's, it still retains that spirit from 1980, you know, like 88 or whatever. It still has that, you know, the catchy riffs and the, you know, all that stuff is there. It's, you know, and it's, and that's the cool thing about this record is, is um, for me, I mean, obviously I, I'm biased, but for me, it's like every song has something special in it. You know what I mean? It's not, you have to listen to the whole record too. It's not, you can't take them apart. It's a, you have to take it as a whole record and not just one song. Right. Yeah. It's really, it's really cool, man. I'm really proud of it. um, And I'm hoping that people dig it, but yeah, it's, it's, it's cool, man. (laughs) Definitely. So how rewarding is it to finally get to, after you've been sitting on these songs for 20 to 30 years to actually get to record and release them? Oh, it's amazing, man. I mean, we, we've been, we've been demoing these songs, these songs for about three years now. So when we first got together, we started doing demos. We did like five songs and we're like, wow, yeah, it's shaping up pretty good, whatever. And then, um, uh, yeah, when we finally got to, to do it for real, you know, there's little things, you know, like maybe a little faster here, a little slower here, whatever, you know, we tweaked a little thing, you know, but, um, for the most part, it's, it's, it's pretty much the, the quintessential, like, Evil Dead record, I think. Cause, like, it's got every, every facet of what's cool about the, the early stuff. You know what I mean? Nice. Yeah. It's really cool. I've noticed with the artwork. Yeah. You have a, even when you go back and look at the album that you're not on, uh, The right. Underworld. Right. Uh, so the full, the three full length albums have the same dude on the cover. It is. It's the same guy. Yep. Uh, so does he, it, uh, obviously he's a mascot of some sort. Yes. Mm-hmm. Does he, does he have a name? Yes. His name is evil Fred. Evil Fred. <laughs> hey, he's the manager. <laughs> he's the manager. Exactly. He's the manager on, on the underworld for sure. He looks like the manager on the cover. So yeah, he, yeah. Cause he's in the suit and everything. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and on annihilation, he's on the beach. Yes, he's taking a vacation. Club, club dead. Yes, that's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so it's so cool because you've got like the the toxic waste barrels and the rat drinking from it, and it's funny the rats on the new record too. You'll see him. What? <laughs> there's a, there's a rat on the on the new album too in the corner there. It's pretty funny. All that stuff it, 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 that throwback is there. Oh, like I that, see that. him. He. Yeah. I, I'm looking here. They've actually got it. For some so much stuff that they get wrong on Metal Archives, they do get yes. so much stuff that's like correct, and they've already got like album covers and everything uploaded. Like right. the second something is announced, so <laughs> um, yeah, I see him, see him on there. That's a uh, you know the album cover is so crazy because it's like it's not far off from in a lot of places. You, you know what it is it, to, to me. I mean. Anybody's going to draw their, their their own interpretation, obviously, and that's the whole point of it. Really, we don't want to. That's metal, we're not yeah. trying. We're not. We're trying to. We're not trying to steer anybody left or right or or whatever. You know. It. it you know. What it, you see, what you want to see, and honestly, it's to me, it's basically like a CNN report. You know, you see all this shit happening in the background. It's like fuck. Look at all this shit. You know, like that album cover is basically like watching CNN, you, you know, it, yeah, people fighting is. and, you know, yeah, it's just crazy, you know? And to me, like, I don't know if you've seen the video that they did. The label did a, um, a lyric video. Have you seen it yet? I have not seen it. I saw the post for it this weekend. And okay. Wa- watch the video. And to me, the video is, is like, like peace cells 2020. Like it, it's, it's kind of like watching the news basically, you know? Wow. Yeah. yeah I'll definitely really cool. have to, I yeah, will. you have to watch it. <laughs> uh, yeah, which it, tur- is, it turned out pretty good. The lyric video is for The Descending, is that correct? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Which is the first track on the new album. Right, the first song. Um, actually, that song was going to be called Rise of Evil. And I don't know if you if you listen closely, it says Rise of Evil in the song. And we were actually going to call the album Rise of Evil, too. But at the last minute, we're like, wait a minute. This, people will, will read it. And then, honestly, it, it's a little more contrived sounding than, like, you know, United States of Anarchy, it's kind of like, wait, wait a minute. That's what does that mean? You know, I, w- I would say it's a little more descriptive, 
of the of the songs um the, the the title that we went with anyway it's more it's more fitting because everything all that all the political all the religious all everything is in there you know definitely all right hang out for just a second i'm going to take a real quick break from a sponsor yeah hey guys wrestling steve of the wrestling steve show here uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. All right, Metalheads, welcome back. Where I am with Rob Alanis from Evil Dead, Los Angeles, California. And Rob, uh, who does your all's artwork? Uh, Ed Repka did all three covers, actually. Wow. Yeah, he, he did, uh, yeah, he's famous for like all the, like the death covers, spiritual healing, and, uh, he did leprosy. He did, uh, what else did he do? Did the first death record, Scream Bloody Glore. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, he, yeah that guy, he's a pretty notorious artwork or artist. Yeah. But yeah, we, we, uh, the label actually insisted on, on doing it because they're like, yeah, we want old school, so we're going to go with the old guy. Well, and uh, he did a great job, man. <laughs> Looks pretty cool. Now, yeah. is he one of those artists that that this was actually a painting that he had done, and they and they scaled down for like the vinyl and the uh, and the CD covers, or did it was it all digital? Do you know all that? Actually, I'm not sure. I, I think I know it is a painting, but you know, here's the weird thing about it is um, to my to my understanding, he did not know the album cover. He didn't know didn't know the the the, the title of the album until after. Oh, which wow. is the weirdest, weirdest fucking thing because it fits perfectly with the title of the album. You know, the, the artwork, it's bizarre. Oh, uh, initially, absolutely. Yeah, initially what Juan did was he told him, like, he wanted to, he he, he pictured, like, you know that movie Soylent Green from the 70s? Oh, oh absolutely. That That's what he pictured on the cover, something like that, you know, with, like, a up, up, uprising and just all this anarchy and shit. So that's where that's where he drew the inspiration, and that's what he told Repcrat, so... He didn't actually know the title of the album until after, which is really weird because it fits perfectly. It's bizarre. I don't know how that happened, but that's that's but, awesome stuff, though. I mean, really cool. Yeah, I, I do like how uh, Evil Fred is two fisting it with the with the Molotov cocktails. <laughs> with the Molotovs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's yeah, a that's, that's a great touch to it. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's uh, great. So let's talk about performing for a minute. Okay. Here. Yeah. Uh, if you could have performed, uh, and I'm not f- too familiar with your touring. I mean, we kind of talked about it a few minutes ago. Right. But if you could have performed any concert from days gone past, what would it be? Any concert? What do you mean? Like, uh, yeah, like, uh, th- like these legendary concerts, like Live Aid, Isle of Wight, Woodstock. Oh, uh, okay. What would you yeah, wanted yeah. to play at? I think that would, that, that, uh, that recap of the of the Woodstock in the nineties would have been really cool to do because that was insane, man. I mean, which one? It, the one I think it was in the nineties because it was the ninety four and ninety nine. Okay, it might have been ninety nine where people just got crazy and were <laughs> and were, burned uh, the fucking place down. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. That would have been insane, yeah. something like that. But yeah. I mean, all those, all those. I mean, like even those the um the big four shows would have been killer to do something like that. You know? Like, oh, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, I had amazing. a friend who attended uh, the Yankee Stadium show. Yeah, because it's such, such a, a huge big... scale, man. It's a huge stadium, and yeah, you never think that this kind of music is ever going to be in a stadium that huge, you know? Right, you know, fifty thousand people or something like. Yeah, that. that's insane. It's unheard of, right? Definitely, I always get people. A lot of believe it or not, a lot of people say the Woodstock '99 thing because where it just like went on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was total total anarchy like like i said it's just i mean people just lost their minds were going crazy there and it was it was awful because i mean there's a lot of rapes and just really bad shit happening but it was, right it was just nuts it's like it's like totally like every it's like they completely lost control of the thing you know very much so i remember yeah. being like i'm gonna date myself here 
Okay. <laughs> I was like 15 or 16 when that when that was on uh when that show happened. And Oh then, wow. Yeah. Okay. So I was born in 83. So <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> You're just a baby, man. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I have such I have such eclectic metal taste though. So it's all That's so, cool. so it works. But no, regardless there was, they had that on pay-per-view. You could buy the weekend or you could buy the day. Oh, right. I remember that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I, I was like, oh, I want to do this. And I remember taping it like, you know, on VHS Wow. and just seeing like all of the craziness that was going on, even on the Saturday that was, yeah. that was going on. Weird, awesome, crazy show. I would have loved wow. to have been there too, actually. So that's crazy. Yeah. It was, uh. It looked crazy. I mean, yeah, I saw. I I actually watched some of that on TV. It was it was insane. They really need to, crazy. They need to come out with a documentary on it. No shit. That would be, that would be that would be interesting. That you sure. know, maybe how VH1 used to do behind the music, and they did one of actual Woodstock. Maybe, yes. Maybe they need to do one of like you know something like documentary wise of uh, Woodstock '99 and yeah. what it did, how it changed the uh, the music scene right. i guess yeah i'd watch it for sure I'm oh afraid. hell yeah I'd, I'd probably watch it before the original woodstock film <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite city or venue you like to perform in uh let's see well i'd have to say probably um the best venue there's a place in rotterdam that we played i think it's rotterdam called bebop it's a really nice club like we really, like really like top-notch sound and lights and everything it's just really really cool i remember um that was that was uh when avatar went out there we played there and um it was uh yeah it was amazing it was like top-notch everything uh as far as like here i don't know i mean there's a couple of places like the house of blues hollywood was really cool we played there a few times um but i mean pretty much any gig except for like these really small club gigs but i mean pretty much every gig that we did was pretty memorable to me anyway you know definitely now if you could choose or if you had to choose i should say yeah whether to play shows and only play the catalog of music that you have now or keep writing music and re- and releasing music what would you do um, I think it would be keep writing. I mean, I, I couldn't, it, it's kind of hard to, I mean, it's nice on the one part. I mean, on, on the one, on the one thing, like if, if people like want to hear the old stuff, I understand that. And I totally appreciate that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it gets a little, a little tiring playing the same stuff over and over, you know, right. <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, I, you know, I guess any musician, you know, would, would rather keep, keep going, moving forward. You know what I mean? Not, I'm playing the same shit over and over, you know? <laughs> right. Which has always been my thing. Like you see these bands that they create hit music and play these crazy arena shows. They don't ever change the, the idea. They, ne- they right. keep playing the same 15 to 20 songs. Right. Because they're hits. That's what, you know, I've been a Kiss fan a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. And. That's why the whole thing, I really never, ever went to see them until, Mm -hmm. you know, this past year, like 2019, was because they've been playing the same show for the last 20 years. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, they changed certain things from what I've been told, but not not the set. That's funny. That was was actually my first show ever. (laughs) Really? Yeah, my first concert ever was Kiss and Cheap Trick, 1979. Nice. So still in the makeup. So, oh yeah, yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. You so know, we were there. We were actually there for the um, Alive Two recording. It's pretty cool. Holy shit! Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. So you yeah. do you have you have the copy of it today? I'm I'm assuming you're like I'm on this album somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to I actually got rid of all my vinyl recently, but um, yeah, I mean, when it came out, we we're like, yeah, that's us. I mean, it says right there for them, you know, whatever. So. Nice pretty cool <laughs> nice that's that's awesome yeah so i do like to ask some general profile questions you okay know, because we're all people we all enjoy right. metal and just music in general but this is more about rob okay and i'm probably gonna already know the answer to this first question but i'm gonna ask right. it anyway okay do you have a favorite film film 
Um, yeah, actually, um, I have a lot of favorite films, but like one that just comes to mind all the time because it had such a huge impact on me was probably The Exorcist. <laughs> nice. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. My, my sadistic older brother took me and I was like nine years old. So that fucked me up for a long time, you know? So and I, and it, it's still pretty fucking creepy. You know, you still put it on. It's like, man, that shit was really good. So you did know? you see it first run then? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Dude, that's yeah. so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. It was sick. It was oh. fucking sick. Yeah. That, that's awesome. And it wasn't, and, it, and the answer was not what what I was thinking it was going to be. Oh, what did you think it was going to be? <laughs> well, evil, evil Dead, of course. No, no. you know, you know the, the funny, the funny thing is, um, yeah, um, yeah, that that would be the obvious uh, answer, right. right? But um, actually, no, Mel, the bass player uh, in the band, when he it started the band with me in that one. He was the huge fan of the Evil Dead. He saw that and he was like, Oh my God, it's disgusting. It's sick. You got to watch it, blah, blah, blah. So he turned this on to that. And, uh, that's where the name came from. It was basically Mel. Nice. That's yeah. super cool, though. <laughs> Do you have a favorite food? Yeah. Favorite food? Probably Italian. I love Italian food. Right on. Anything in particular? You like a spaghetti and meatball, a lasagna, an Alfredo type of, type of guy? Um, you know what? I'm a big pizza guy for sure. Um, Pizza guy, and then um, yeah, like you know, any kind of like the baked pasta stuff. I mean, that stuff's great. You know? Nice, absolutely. It's hard, it's hard. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> Carb overload. I dig it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the well, worst shit for you, right? But see, mm-hmm. but you're a drummer though, so you could load down and, and just burn <laughs> and it, work it off, right? And burn it all out, right? <laughs> exactly. That's what I hear anyway. Right. I don't know about that. Maybe back in the day, not not, not so much now. I'm, I'm so old now that anything oh. that I that I take in, I can't burn off. You know, it's one of those things. So I've been yeah. that way for 10 years. No. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Tell me about it. It's pretty bad. Oh, sad to get old. <laughs> right. No shit. dude. No shit. <laughs> uh, what's your preferred media type when it comes to listening to music? Uh, vinyl um, CD. Uh, I'd have to say CDs probably. Um, and then vinyl. I mean, first it was vinyl, obviously, cause we didn't have a choice, but right. Yeah, um, CDs, and then lately I've been just, you know, I've been just using digital, you know, like downloads and all that stuff. So it's all, it's all, um, it's all digital. And like all my, my whole library now of records, I got rid of them. So I had to replace them with, with, uh, digital files and stuff. And it, it's, it sounds good. I think, I mean, I mean, it's not audio quality. It's not like I can tell, you know, it just sounds good to me. So I don't, I'm not real, I'm not one of those like, uh, you know, hardcore auto audio files. It has to sound thorough, you know, but I mean, it does sound, sound good, but it doesn't have to sound like, you know, amazing or anything like that. Just as long as you get the, the point across, you know, it sounds good. Definitely. So that, Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of my biggest, uh, biggest gripes about media release is like, you'll have so many people that are like, Oh, CD sucks. And digital sounds so compressed. But right, right. I think everybody takes digital to the to the degree of convenience factor. Right. Because we have we all have smartphones, we all have iPods mm-hmm. these days. <laughs> Even iPods are, you know, more or less outdated at this point. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it's convenience because we can take our entire discographies of course everywhere. Of course. Yes. You know, whether mm-hmm. we're on a bus, on a plane, a train, a slow boat to China, you know. Right. And it's very personalized, too. You can, I mean, yeah, it's your, it, it, you know, you can take full albums everywhere we want, whatever. And you want to hear a song on a certain album that you can't just pull up, you know, it's right there in your pocket. It's great, you know. See, and I'm that jackass that, you know, I'd, I'd put the entire album oh, yeah, no, on, that, that's on my me. phone where it's like, all right, well, you know, I want to listen to to this song, mm-hmm. and it's like I listen down to that song on that album. Right, <laughs> right. yeah, that, that's that's how that's how we grew up, though. Like in the seventies, where if you went out and bought a record, you'd listen to the whole thing right. as, a, as a whole, you know. And that's the whole point of that's like the new, our new record is like I want people to listen to every song and like all at once to get an idea where we're where we're coming from. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I really enjoy, I really enjoy the artists in the seventies that didn't put the, um, the track gaps between, between their songs. 
Right, yeah, so it's just all mixed together. That, yeah, yeah, so you have no cool. idea where the second or third song is, so you have to start it from the beginning? Exactly. <laughs> That's <laughs> the, really cool. And they, they just, like, jump right to the next. <laughs> right. It's exactly. good stuff. What is your greatest achievement? Oh, my greatest achievement. I don't know. Maybe my kids, my two kids. Awesome. I, yeah, I have two kids, and I love them. That's uh, awesome. And then maybe after that, uh, just, you know, just playing drums, you know, cause that's all I did for the longest time, you know, drums, 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 everything. I was at one point, um, my 50th birthday, actually, uh, Evil Dead played in a bunch of other bands, like I think 10 bands that of my prior bands, whatever, all played the same day. And I was back there on the drums for like nine hours. Oh my gosh. Know? That's yeah, awesome. It was, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean. I'm, I'm going to try and do that next year when I'm 55, if I make it. <laughs> oh, come on, dude. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to try and, uh, yeah, we're going to try and get like some of my bands together and kind of do another, uh, another little festival, you know. Was, that would be awesome. Yeah, and, it was a lot. It was so much, so much fun, man. And hopefully, really cool. uh, restrictions will be lifted by then. Yeah, I'm hoping it's in March. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yes. All right. So I have one more question. Okay. But before I get into that, yeah. Do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody? Uh, yeah. Uh, I want to say hi to my, to my bands, Winter Throne, Octuary, Evil Dead, of course, uh, Faust, uh, who else? Let's see. McGirl D. Just all, you know, all my bros that are over in the bands, you know, nice. that support us, you know, <laughs> for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Tell everybody out there how they can follow Evil Dead and the other bands. Where can they? Um, where can they get merch, so on and so forth? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, I think pretty much all the bands have Facebook pages, so just you know, for forward slash or Facebook forward slash, you know, Winter Thrall, Noctuary, Angra's Arts, uh, Evil Dead. Tons of, there's tons of bands that like that I did in, in the past too. That like, if you I go see. to my my personal page, you'll you'll see all the bands that I've been in. And stuff, yeah, so. yeah. I'm looking at one of them right now, and I do have to ask about this. Okay, Fat Halen. <laughs> that is a band because me and my friend larry who passed away uh two years ago he, he just had a, a birthday in september um um rest in peace anyway he larry larry Malero, he um he was a catalyst for that me and him have, have been huge van halen fans i mean just huge so what we used to do back in the day is we get together and we play through like the first three albums like non-stop like all through all the, the whole record basically and then we met some other guys and we figured as a joke let's let's do a a, a, a van halen cover band but a bunch of guys a bunch of fat guys <laughs> so that's what that's where fat halen came from basically and, and it's funny too before before larry died uh we played all over we went we played in wisconsin a few times we played um a couple of shows here locally but i mean yeah we got we got a pretty decent following like people like knew who you were you know they thought it was a joke at first but then they saw videos and we're pretty serious van halen fans you know that's so, awesome yeah but uh yeah you know what i'll share some videos with you later but yeah it, it's it was so much fun but you know larry, like i said larry passed and you know pretty much died with him you know right <laughs> unfortunately i i get that but yeah, see, like, like in, in my downtime, I was doing all these, all these like funny, uh, cover bands. So, and they, and they all had that, that same, you know, fat, fat guy, whatever. So we had like, we had like a racer XL <laughs> with fat, fat Halen. We had fatly crew. We had, um, OU812 many, which was basically the Sammy Hagar. <laughs> we had, I mean, we had AC, uh, OCD, wait, AC, obesity oh basically. my gosh <laughs> so we had a bunch of bands like i actually working on a a, a budgie tribute band called pudgy nice so yeah i've got this whole thing you know with, with the fat thing and the we had like we had the cars we were called the carbs <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean we're i do st stuff like that still you know as for, for fun you know with, with friends around here but right yeah it's it's nothing serious it's just a lot of fun you know Definitely. It's always one of those things where it's like, you know. Yeah, it keeps me playing, too, which is great, you know. Right. And, you know, keeps people coming to shows, keeps people having fun. And and that's what it's about, like I said earlier, you know. Like those 16-year-old <laughs> kids that are still, like, finding Evil Dead stuff today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's making people 
enjoy music. Yeah, it, it's cool, man. I see comments like on on the, on like on like uh, YouTube videos, whatever, and uh, people are just now hearing the Annihilation album. It's like what thirty years ago this record came out. You know what I mean? It's just it's crazy. To oh even yeah, know that, absolutely. You know? It's, it's so cool. You know. Well, I again, it's the internet thing, and where. Mm-hmm. Bands don't necessarily have to be in the vicinity anymore. They can, you, you can have a member in Tucson or you can have a member in Chicago. Right. It right. works the same way with, you know, all of this stuff that has been uploaded to YouTube or whoever owns the, uh, distribution rights to an album at, at, at some point can just throw it up on Bandcamp these days. Right. Right. Or DistroKid or something like that. Right. And right. It, and it just completely opens up the market again. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy, man. Like anybody can, uh, I mean, case in point, you know, the, the, what's her name? Uh, Billie Eilish, whatever. Oh yeah. She's huge. And she, she recorded all her shit in her fucking bedroom. You know, think about that. Right. All that shit she recorded in her room and she's a millionaire now because of it. It's sick, man. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know? Well, if I'm not mistaken, her brother is a musician also. It's, he's a few years older than her, but yeah. It was all yeah, done on like a like a keyboard and, and a laptop or some shit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, all the like the audacity and, fo- and right. like, focus, right? And and that's crazy. And all of that stuff you can plug in and just go. Yeah, that's amazing to me. Like it's just crazy that like somebody like that could just out of their bedroom, you know, make a record and just sell millions of copies. You know, that's oh. just nuts. Yeah, there's you know? tons of bands these days that with the underground scene that are that are doing that exact thing. They're recording in their bedrooms and then they're just right. sending it to say like a mastering house or sending yeah. it to somebody uh, right. to be mixed and mastered. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, it it's so Same. weird these days. All right, so here's one last break before we wrap it up for today. Hey everybody, thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge this week. I really appreciate every last one of you that listens. But before I go any further, I do want to tell you that we do have a Patreon page here. And there's three tiers. There's the Dion and $30 tier. It's just a buck. Hey, you're not going to miss a buck. Nobody does. Then there's the $5 Showstoppers tier, which you get a patch, stickers, whatever we have that's in that price range. And then there's the $20 a month Master, where you can get a t-shirt, any size, any color of the Metal Forge logo. Fuck yeah. That's awesome stuff. Oh, and by the way, if you donate on there, guess what? You get the show two days in advance from everybody else. Thank you all so much. It's patreon.com slash radio. Check it out and donate today. I love you guys. Thank you. So are there any special editions of the, the new album being released? Because I know you've got a you've got a twelve inch coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um actually on the vinyl and on the digital download, um, we did a cover of uh, 52's <laughs> Planet Claire. Yeah, I see um, that. Yeah, and that's not going to be on the actual CD. Okay. Kind of a weird, kind of a weird move, but whatever. You know, it's I guess it's collectible that way. But um, that'll be on the vinyl. and It'll be on the digital version of it. Right on. Um, and it shows that you're going to have an orange and black marbled vinyl. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That, that's uh, yeah. That's the vinyl, and then. Um, I think that's it. And then, uh, the label actually did their own shirts. They did like just a, uh, for the pre-order. I think they did like the, the, just a logo on front shirt. And then it comes with, with an album. It's some sort of bundle they did. I don't know. Right. Uh, and then we're, we're, we're going to do our own kind of bundle too with, uh, with the album cover shirt and then, you know, the CD or, or, or album. Awesome. So yeah, that, that's coming out too. Yeah. And we'll have some links in the description below for everybody to check out and cool. follow you guys and so on and so forth. Awesome. So, so the final question I have. Okay. How would you like to die? Oh man. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, probably my sleep. The best, you know, not, not knowing. Just kind of. Definitely. Go, just yeah, to sleep and that's it. I don't want to be in burned to death i don't want to you know i I just in my sleep would be great i think absolutely i can relate to that 100 percent. so (laughs) somebody somebody said drowning and i'm like nope no 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 stress no stress on the heart just no kind of fade out just exactly um that or else i could see myself going like a spinal tap drummer (laughs) just exploding (laughs) gone playing on stage 
gone. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Rob, thank you so much. This has hey, been Thank awesome. you, man. I appreciate it. I definitely, appreciate it. Thank definitely. You. Hopefully uh, we could do this again sometime soon. And, Absolutely. And mm-hmm. if you're, you know, if either I'm on my way out there or vice versa, we can hook up and do something For live sure. and in person. Absolutely. Sounds good, man. Awesome. Rob, thank you so much. The track we're going to play going out today is from the new album, United States of Anarchy, due out October 30th. Check it out. Go buy it on Amazon. Click the link below. Support Evil Dead and the dudes there. They deserve it. Y'all are fucking awesome. Thank you all for tuning in today. Just come back next week, every uh, Friday at high noon. We're always here. This is The Descending. Musicians rejoice. Confused with all the modern and technical pedal board selections? Look no further. Kentucky Hot Brown Pedal Boards offer their homemade wooden and custom pedal boards for guitarists and bassists alike. Established in 2013, KYHBPB has helped support not only the local Louisville scene, but a large array of big and small players from across the entire country. More info can be found at KentuckyPedalBoards.com. What's going on, Metalheads? Mark from the Metal Forge here, and I'm going to talk to you a minute about HeadCount.org. Are you registered to vote? HeadCount is a nonpartisan organization that works with the music and entertainment industry to get our fans to vote. It also allows you to update or check your voter registration status. Go to HeadCount.org where you'll find all the information you need to be ready for Election Day. 
At HeadCount, you also can check your registration status. Millions of people purge their voter rolls every year. Everyone should check their status every year. The deadline to register to vote in some states is as early as October the 4th, so you want to check it before then. You can also request an absentee ballot, get early info on voting, and find your polling location. Or see what's on your ballot. Register to vote today at headcount.org.